Hi, this is Tiffany, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Brian J. Klein, and I love AVA Live hey, Music. Hey, this is Rob Hill from Canada, and I absolutely love AVA Live Hi, Radio. Hi, this is Tara Everly of Iridescence, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jacqueline Jacks, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Lainey Nash, and I love AVA Live this Radio. This is Chris Bishop, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, this radio. is Naomi Thumb, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, we're Orange Avenue, and we love AVA Live Radio. everyone. This is your host, Jacqueline Jack, Behind the Music, where you get to hear the perspective of the indie artist today. And we are going to be not only introducing you to some brand new music, but also to amazing artists that have been doing so, so well with their music. They've been making up new songs. They've been on their journey and they have been really working hard. So I want to highlight them today on the show. Brianna Renee will be here with you and Pixie Muse, as well as music from Ryan Boyce, Matt Tucker, the Penthouse Band, and Old Town Tonic. Kicking off the show, we're going to start with Brianna Renee and her new song, Unstoppable. Don't judge you Cause it wasn't that long ago When I was you I walked the halls that you walked down In a different school, in a different town I know how it feels to be left out Funny, but that's how I
great song, Unstoppable, by the beautiful Brianna Renee. Please welcome her to AVA Live Radio. Hi, Brianna. How are you? How are you guys? Excellent. Thank you. You are just... Can I just say how gorgeous you are? Your pictures are just beautiful, and I just love your presence online. It's wonderful energy. Oh, thank you. I actually have to give my brother credit for most of the new photos. He did a wonderful job while I was in Texas visiting him for these new ones. Is he a photographer? I'm sorry, what? Is he a photographer, like by profession? No, he's not. He's actually a graphic designer, but... He um, wow. got a brand new camera. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he did a great job. Just goes to show you, like, digitally, if you have an eye, you know, you can handle it with the right equipment. Yes, you can. <laughs> beautiful. Tell me about your music career so far. You know, as we're just getting to know you, it's it's been really an interesting journey just in the last week. But tell me about where you've come from and, and how you got here. Well, I'm from a farm town in Oregon, and I've mm-hmm. been singing professionally for about the last five years. I started when I was 17, 18 in that realm with a modeling and acting school in Portland that then sent me to a showcase in L.A. where I performed on stage and realized that my love was performing and singing, and so I pulled together a band back home and I've been touring around the Northwest for the last five years, performing at fairs and festivals and bars and casinos and been writing and recording ever since then. I'm, I've written two EPs of my own with some wonderful co-writers and I've also just started writing a new album. I've released a couple singles off of it already and I will be writing some more here in the next couple weeks for it as well. Wow. So you're full-time. So you're just traveling all the time then, I would think. I am. I'm also a full-time student as well. So I, I have to split my time. And luckily, most of the shows fall on weekends, so I don't schedule classes on Friday so I can prepare for them and I can drive to the gigs. Oh, my goodness. You aren't kidding. Now that's admirable to, to pull off full-time. Oregon State University, is that where you are? Yes, that's correct. I don't want to hear anybody complain because <laughs> you're on social <laughs> media. You're making music videos. You're writing your own songs. You're going full-time, you know, in the studies, and you're making gigs. I just, you know what? The belly acres can just stop. Now I have a new story to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> I call it controlled chaos. <laughs> yeah, it is. Seriously. You know, and it's funny because I get all wrapped up into the belly aching and I'm, I'm just like, well, you know, I, I have empathy and I feel bad. And then I hear a story like yours and I'm like, wait a second, just knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. It's by no means easy. It makes you work yeah. pretty hard, but. You just have to set time aside for certain things. Yeah, I'm sure it does. But, you know, that's the thing, right? Time management. If you know where you're Mm -hmm. going and what you want accomplished, you can kind of set your goals in, you know, to be able to do that. And you just know, like when you're studying, you're not wasting time. When you're in the studio, you know, you got to be prepared. When you're writing songs, you know why. You know what I mean? It's not, it's just, it is controlled chaos, but it's, you have a goal in mind, and I think that makes all the difference in the world when you have that kind of mindset. 
That it does. And both are extremely important to me. So I just make sure I, I make them both happen. When did you find out that you could write songs of your own? I mean, I'm thinking that in the beginning, you must have started doing covers, right? Just getting Actually, your feet Actually, I've, really I've never really done the whole peer cover thing. I started out with a cover for the showcase that I did. And there I met a producer that wanted to work with me. At that point, I, I had never written a song of my own. And so he gave me some songs that he thought would be great for me to record. And I learned to write a little bit with him. But by the time I finished that album, I had grown enough that I'd realized that I didn't like other people telling me what I wanted to say, that I wanted to write it myself. And that's, that's when I decided that I needed to, to learn to write and meet some writers that could help me grow. And mm-hmm. I would say that was about when I was 18 or 19. Oh, my goodness. So it did start early on. That's awesome. Really awesome. It's an interesting, right, to hear different people's stories and perspectives on it because nobody's just alike. Everybody's come to this at a, as a different, from a very, very different place. Yeah, they do. And that's one of those things that, I mean, I would not be where I am at my writing level, my performing level, if I hadn't had somebody kind of push me in a direction that I wasn't really sure I wanted to go in. But I wouldn't have known I didn't want to go in that direction if I hadn't been pushed there. And Mm -hmm. so I went that direction and I realized, nope, I can do it this way. I need to learn. I need to grow. And I'm very grateful for that because I love the direction that I'm heading now. And I love the people that I work with. They are an inspiration to me and they, they push me to be so much better. So true. Yeah. It's great to have good people around you. You know, I love the music business for that reason. Actually, you would think that I would hit a lot of negative energy, but I actually don't. I hit a lot of positive energy and good people. Um, and I don't know if, if I'm a lucky one or not, because you know, there's a lot of nonsense that happens. I think that early on, um, I did hit some that were kind of trying to take advantage or like ride on coattails and stuff. But overall, the creative side of the industry is, is really warm and welcoming. Did you find that as you kind of entered into it with the people that you worked with? That is, that is probably the most welcoming area of music you can find are your, your songwriters. Yeah, um, artists are always going to be polite, but I feel like sometimes they're not as welcoming or supportive as songwriters are and I was extremely blessed in the sense that when I began to look for co-writers I asked the right person and he he gave me the connections to the people that I write with now and they've given me other people that they trust and they like and so my circle has just grown stronger and bigger because of the people that I I trust and they trust and they are the best and kindest humans I've ever met. Oh, that's really nice. That's a good working relationship right there because you know you're going to have the best songs come out of it. You have to really love the people that you're co-writing with. You know, I mean, it's, it's going to reflect, right? It's gonna, they're going to mm-hmm. give you your, their best or not. Did, do you, did mm-hmm. you play an instrument when you first started to write songs or did you have to learn that? I'm actually still that one person that does not play an instrument 
I was given a piano oh, as a child goodness. and it just, it sat under my bed and I ignored it and I went and rode horses instead. And I love it. <laughs> I, I have a guitar now and it's beautiful and it stares at me and I, I strum a couple chords and it sounds terrible. And so luckily <laughs> the people that I write with, they are phenomenal, phenomenal players. So I let them make the magic and I, I just say whether or not I like it or if I have a, a feeling I want them to try to capture. And so far it's worked wonderful. Yeah, it has. I think it's great. You know, there's something to be said for letting, you know, choosing a team of people that fit you, you know, and that meaning that whatever it is that you can't do, you usually pair up with someone or collaborate with someone who does that that one specific thing really, really well. You see a lot of artists that have to jump producers and, and write around with a lot of different people before they land with a team that just is cohesive and really works. And I think that's, mainly why that goes on so much is you just don't you know you might have a good time and it might work but it might not just feel like your intuition is telling you that this is the right place to be so that makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. well luckily I've worked with the same producer for the last two albums and on my newest singles that I've been releasing and will be releasing and same with the co-writers I've changed a little bit since my very first EP that I released but I've, I've found my tribe, as they like to say, in Nashville, and I don't plan on leaving that tribe, but maybe growing it. So how do you work then with you being in Oregon and in school full time and them being in Nashville? Are all of them in Nashville? Do you have to kind of work over the yes. Internet? All of them do live in Nashville. And for the most part, I just make trips out to Nashville, spend a week or two, and I just jam pack those weeks that I'm there with writing and recording and meeting people. And sometimes I will finish up a song over Skype if we haven't finished it in person, or um, I'll start one over Skype and we'll just finish it over that as well. Kind of depends. Some of them don't love Skype and I understand that it's not the same feeling and others have no problem with it. And so it just kind of a However, all of our schedules work because I have to plan it around when I have breaks in classes and when I have breaks in gigs. Amazing. Amazing. You really do get a lot done. And I'm, I'm, you know, applauding you for that because I know how hard it is. I mean, working in this business and, and being around musicians so much and in and out of the studios, it's no easy task getting these songs together and having them turn out well and for you to be finally done with them, you know, feeling like this is it, this is the song and I'm happy with it. That's no easy task from start to finish, especially when you don't live next door to the songwriter and you have to plan around two weeks of work, you know, that's not a lot of time. No, it does make things a little trickier, but it just means that when I go, I have to be very planned out. And I always talk with my writers before I am there in town saying, hey, this is kind of an idea I have that I think we might be able to work on. What do you think? And it gives them a little bit of time to think about it beforehand so that when we go in, our three-hour block is really well used. So, you know, one thing we talked about in the pre-interview that, and we had kind of a little conversation about this online on social media too, was the vulnerability 
of just getting in there and working for the first time with people or just with people who are better than you and you want them to be better than you, right? You don't want to be the sharpest tool in the shed in this case, because you really do want other people to bring their best action into your life and and be part of your journey that way. So with that, there's a little bit of an intimidation factor or maybe a vulnerability that you might have a stupid idea. And I think a lot of um, the starting artists or just creative people that I've always thought of writing kind of jumped in and thought, yeah, that makes such sense. I've never really wanted to write with anybody because of that. How do you feel about it? I thought you had a great take on it. Well, the thing about it is um, I actually was told and kind of given some really good advice by a fairly seasoned writer who I've actually only written with once but he's just a really good friend of mine. And that is, that's, there, there's no stupid idea. There might be a stupid way to say something, but there's no stupid idea. Yeah. Because somebody <laughs> else may have that thought in their head already. And, and it comes with getting to know who you're writing with. There's, there's one writer that I write with on a very, very regular basis. And sometimes I feel like I may make him more of a therapist than a co-writer. Because I'll come in and I'll, I will catch him up on all the life details that's been going on. And he'll fill me in on all the stuff that's been happening in his life. And, and we just start talking. And that makes it more comfortable to talk about maybe a song that's a little more uncomfortable and out of your realm that you want to usually go. Because sometimes mm-hmm. getting really personal with songs is, is intimidating and a little vulnerable. But if you... If you have a rapport going with somebody, it's easier to say, well, I have this idea and this is how it is. And it may sound stupid in your head, but come out and they see some brilliance in part of it and say, hey, let's run with this part of it. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, it's very important too to feel comfortable with people and the people you're working with. It comes with time and education too. You know, like as you get more and more experienced, and you've you've written two albums now, and you know, and you've worked with people. I think you do come out of yourself a little bit more as you go along, you know, than in the beginning. So with anything, it's just kind of like jumping on a live stream, right? The first time, highly intimidating. I mean, highly intimidating. Mm-hmm. And most things go wrong from can you hear me now to, you know, that what happened? <laughs> it just went off. <laughs> but how would how do live streams interact in your life? Come to speak of it, because I know that you and I have been talking about doing more live streaming on Facebook and you jumped on there a little while ago. I did. I did. And that was extremely strange for me. I'm, <laughs> I'm a very... I'm a very social, very chatty person, and I, I can completely wing conversations and carry on a full conversation, but sometimes I feel like the live streams aren't actually conversations because it's really hard to interact with people on, yeah. on them until they start posting comments, and then you still have live dead spots almost that like you're torture. waiting for someone to say something, but... <laughs> Practice is perfect, and that's what it it boils down to. That was my first one a couple days ago, and I will probably be doing more of them as I hit the road. I have great entertaining fans, so I'm sure if I point the camera at them, they will spew random facts and funny jokes, and that will be entertaining for the public to see. 
You know, I'm so glad that you did because it's it's not only very brave of you, but you tackled something that is a hurdle for most people. You would you'd be surprised how many indie artists do not like to live stream the first time, even the first few weeks, because in the first little bit on these apps, people aren't there right away. And it's not until you've done it for, you know, a few times and people get used to you being there and you pre-announce it and stuff that the regular people show up and they start asking questions. And then it makes everything so easy that it's hard to get off of the live stream. You almost feel like, you know, obligated to stay on and answer all the questions, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it does get to that point. And that's the fun part though, because then you've got a situation where wherever you are, you could be sitting in your room and you can play for people, you know, and they could buy your album or buy your t-shirts. And, you know, it now becomes a whole different form of entertainment. And that's why I really love the live streams, you know, I just see everybody get really nervous on their first ones. And it's, they're just, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. I find, though, that if you have music, you know, to play or sing for them, then do it right away. You know, just get right in there and start singing and people will get it on the replay. And then eventually they'll show up for all the live streams and, you know, be part of it. I like to write down a couple of questions. Do you, you, what did you do before you went live streaming? Did you write down things you were going to say? Oh, I, I had an outline and you did. Um, I had the outline <laughs> sitting next to me and well I, I went off of it and then I'm like, Oh, I just went through that really fast. Okay. I guess I need to wing it now. And <laughs> yeah, I circled back to some funny. of the topics a, a couple times on my list and because people are now starting to engage and yeah, I, just, I, noticed I guess that. it's going to mean that next time it needs to be a little bit longer of a, an outline. It can't. Yeah, it can be. And you know what? At at first, you'll be tempted to write down more than, you know, more than you really pay attention to once you get there. And then eventually it will just kind of be just, you know, put some three topics on there and and just go because you'd be surprised how quickly people cue in to these live streams and wanting to talk to you. And then, you know, you don't have time really. Like I I struggle on them to get what I want to say out. And I actually have to ignore comments for a little while, you know, and then I just, then I just stop what I'm saying. (laughs) I just start answering questions. (laughs) It just will happen that way, but it's a beautiful thing. And we're so lucky to have it, you know? Well, it comes in handy for shows too. I've done a live stream about a year or two ago when I was actually in Nashville performing. And that was fun to have that show because people back home, that are in Oregon that wanted to see me perform during this time were able to because of the live stream rather than just a recorded video that I would post a day or two later. This was the the then and now. So true. So true. It is a blessing to have that, you know, really is. And for those of you guys who are listening and you, you don't quite understand how the live streams, you know, happen or work, they're on everywhere. You mostly just do them from your phone. They're on Facebook and Twitter and on Instagram. And I always say, you know, you don't have to pitch whatever you're selling right away. You can wear your t-shirts. You can, you know, have them linked up in your bio. You can put them in the description boxes on Facebook, you know, or where they can buy your album. Ultimately, once you do these for a while, 
people will ask you every question from where you got your shirt to <laughs> where they can buy your music and get more. So it's not even something that doesn't happen organically. It just does. It happens very naturally. And if you have your links in the right place, you can actually make sales from these. I love that part of this, you know, and I hope that part never goes away. Ultimately though, I mean, everything that comes has a change. It eventually evolves just as a few years ago, we didn't have the live streams. It will be something else probably soon by next year, but I'm hoping it's going to be more like you in the room sitting next to me playing, you know, singing. That would be cool. I would like that. Like a teleport. That would definitely, <laughs> that would definitely be interesting. Well, I mean, if you watch the tech videos, I watch a lot of the, um, conferences and the things that are coming out and they have already developed these wrist wraps and they're like a very, very light piece of plastic that wraps around your wrist and you just kind of hold it up and it projects the screen like your cell phone or your computer screen into the air. And that's what you're looking at. So now you're watching video that isn't exactly high definition anymore because it's in the air, but it will get better. So just think about what our live streams are going to mean soon, you know, maybe in a few years. It's going to be pretty wild. That's crazy. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, just like in the movies, right? Just like we see in the movies. So get down the live streams now. Start, <laughs> start collecting the fan base, and soon they'll be carrying you around on the wrist. Hey, I guess if that's uh, what they want to do, that sounds great to me. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, it's going to be fun anyway. I, it's, I'm always interested in this kind of stuff, so it's always fun to see it kind of evolved and how we all adapt to it is really important, you know? It's fascinating watching people do it. It's been so nice having you on here, Brianna. What What's coming next for you? Do you have a video coming out for your song? Um, I do. I have not planned the release date yet. Um, I am in the process of putting together a lyric video for Unstoppable. And my hope is that I'm going to be able to get some fans to share with me photos of them doing something unstoppable or their kids or their friends and help me build a, a lyric video with photos of people being unstoppable because that's what this song is supposed to be about and that's oh my god that's, my that's awesome oh well let us know how we can help maybe we can collect them or something or help you on the on the group pages i would appreciate that because that would be the fun more the merrier yeah, that would be really fun. All right, good thing. So, guys, you're going to want to catch up with Brianna. Thank you so much for being here, Brianna. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast. Amazing, right? So cool, though, that she started not even knowing how to play an instrument. And here she's got her team arranged. She goes into Nashville. She does all the singing and, and the songwriting. And they do it all just, you know, while she's a full-time student. And that's amazing. Plus, she's gigging and traveling. That's just so admirable. Be sure to catch up with her through her main website, Brianna Renee. That's B-R-I-A-N-A-R-E-N-E-A. -E -E and she's also on Facebook. Leave her main page.